Hello, welcome to the Finnish Football Show. Today, it's our absolute pleasure to welcome to the show a current Finland international, a player who spent time forging his career at home in Finland and in England and Sweden also, now plying his trade in Norway. Welcome to the Finnish Football Show, Robert Taylor. Thank you very much. Thanks for uh, taking the time to speak to us, Robert. Um, we know you're you're obviously very busy there. You're... Um, currently in Norway, um, halfway or so through your season with uh, Sport Club Brand. But um, if I can just take you back to the to the beginning um, for the time being, you um, you joined the best club in Finland, Yiyikor, um, back at the age of 10. Your, uh, your dad, Paul, had, your dad, Paul who um, had been a junior at Brian Clough's Nottingham Forest, was playing for Yiyikor by this time um, after previously playing for our bitter rivals, Cups. But I guess um, with your with your dad, you you grew up around football, and and going to Yiyikor Juniors was just a, a natural thing for you. Um, can you just tell us about those those early years, those first years as as a young lad playing in Uvascular? Yeah, and no, I started like you said in um, Yiyikor. Um, I I was born in Kuopio, um, and when I was one years old. We moved to Uvascula because my dad uh, started playing for Yiyiko. And um, how I got into Yiyiko was uh, because my dad had a teammate in Cups also called uh, Petri Kuhmonen. And he played in Cups and then also he played in Yiyiko at the same time with my dad. They were re- they're really good friends. And Petri had a son same age as me and they started coaching together and set up a team in Yiyiko. Uh, it's... Uh, Long time ago, a long time ago. And that's how I started in Yiyiko and bit, I was there for many years. Yeah, I mean, um, we'll, uh, we'll we'll have a chat through your career. But yeah, you you was going out and coming coming back and um, had a couple of spells there at Yiyiko. I mean, um, whenever I head to Finland, that's where, I, that's where I'm based in uh, in Uvascula there. So um, yeah, I love I love watching football there at Hario and uh, yeah, so it's a it's obviously having a bit a bit of a, a struggle at the moment, but there's been some been some really good times as well there in in Uvascular. But if um, if we take you back again, as a as a teenager, you headed over to England for your your own spell with Nottingham Forest. Um, did that come about from contacts that your dad still had at the club, and and how did it feel for you to to join a club with the the stature of of, of Nottingham Forest in England? Yeah. Um... We moved to England, I think it was 2008, with my family, uh, to live there. Like The plan was to live there for a year and uh, to kind of like change up something with our lives. And I think my dad wanted to get a break from Finland since he's been living there for so many years. And um, so we moved there for a year with my family. And I was just playing for like uh, local Sunday League teams uh, in Chesterfield. And then... Somehow, I think my dad got into like a football school kind of coaching thing. And one of the coaches was also um, a youth youth team, uh, like an under-14s coach for Nottingham Forest. And then my dad just, hey, like, come on, um, my son can show you like a little bit of a skill or something. Like I was doing some tricks for him. And then was like, yeah, we can take a look. And he set me a trial. He got me a trial for... Well, Nottingham Forest then under 14s and I was on trial for I was on trial for quite a bit of time I, I think it was like five weeks I was on trial for five weeks and then after the fifth week they said oh they want to still look at me a little bit and then my dad went like um, he said no if they liked me they would have had me by now and and then but the coaches kind of got him to still like take me to training and stuff and it was only a week later since that uh, since that happened that they signed me and then I played for Nottingham Forest under 14s for a year and then we went back to Finland after after that uh, back to Yiyiko. Um Yeah, I was playing for A juniors, B juniors. Can't really remember exactly. And then then when I was 16, I went back to went back to England. Yeah, I mean, um, after 
as as you said there, you had a year or so at Forest, and then you were back at UU Core. But I think it was around 2011 that um, England came calling again, and you joined Lincoln City. Um, around that time, that, that the age you were getting to at that time, was it a really a really big thing for you, um, considering your father being from England and and your your own English heritage? Was it a, a massive big deal for you to try and make it in England? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I was the thing. What happened with Lincoln was that I was playing with Forest under 16s, playing against Lincoln under 16s. I was on trial for Forest to get a youth team deal, uh, a scholarship, and um, and uh, then we played against Lincoln. And the Lincoln coach came up to me and my dad and said, "Like we want." We want to sign you. We want a scholarship. We want to give you a scholarship. And I was really excited. I was thinking, okay, this is going to be amazing. Lincoln, they're playing League Two and everything. Uh, this was around, if I remember, it was like off, like during the winter anyway. And then I had to come back to Finland uh, and then leave for England for that scholarship contract was mm-hmm. after that summer when I came back. Uh, but then, then Lincoln got uh, relegated that season, and they went into conference. And then there was a little bit of a, I think there was a day or two when me and my dad were thinking whether I should go or not. But I think in the end, we made the right decision of me going there when I was sixteen. It really, really helped me grow and uh, get mature. And you know, I moved there alone, so it it was a big thing. I didn't. When I was doing it, when I was moving there, I didn't think that it's such a like I was thinking it's normal like many players do it. But now when I look back at it, it's like it's not actually that common when sixteen year olds move from like a, a different country to another. Yeah, I mean um, that's a, a really interesting point that we we talk about quite a lot on the Finnish football show. You know, like young guys who may be leaving Finland, whether they go as a whole family or to you know, not chase the dream, but to try and make that that step in in that career move, or whether the the young guys are going alone to start start a life in a new country. It's um, it's a it's yes, yeah, it's, it's a massive massive thing. So um, yeah, I mean, first of all, well well done for you for for taking that path. But I mean, you had um, I think you had a couple of couple of loans from Lincoln to some of the some of the lower league clubs, and I've. I've read somewhere that you felt the um, the sort of the kick and rush style of lower league English football didn't didn't really suit your your own sort of skillful tight control ball playing. Um, was it hard for you at that time to keep believing in yourself, or did you manage to maintain the confidence that you would go on to to forge your own career as a professional? No, it wasn't easy, and I I have to be honest, I did lose faith. Um, I was. First, I was loaned out to Boston, and I can't I can't remember if it's Boston United or Boston Town, which one's their better team. Anyway, it wasn't the wasn't the better team. We're playing like um, <laughs> two leagues below uh, Lincoln, so I I couldn't get in. I think Town Town are the the lower ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah, I I signed for Boston Town and couldn't get a game in. I was sitting on the bench and couldn't get in. Um, then. I was loaned out to Lincoln Lincoln United, I think. Yeah, I was loaned out to Lincoln United. Couldn't get a game in there. Um, played for like 10 minutes or something. And then I was loaned out to Lincoln Morelands, which is like the, the lowest I've been like in English football. That was like um, proper. Uh, well, it felt like proper Sunday league. I can't, I can't remember yeah. what standard it was or whatever. Lincoln Morelands were. I remember the pitch. I remember everything. It was like, it was just down the park where I lived, uh, <laughs> the stadium and everything. And, uh, and yeah, I was, I trained with them once a week, went for the game. I might have started one game. I can't remember if I started one game, but I, I remember the moment when I thought, like, maybe I need to start thinking of something else. It was when I was sitting on the bench for them and the coach told me before the game, he told me like, I don't think you're good enough for this level. Then I was like, okay, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe Christ. it's time to leave England or something. Yeah. 
We need you... to uh, we need to get that guy's name. We need I, to dig uh, that guy out. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, do you remember his name? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you better no, off forgetting no, people like. Oh man. Um, but, speak, uh, speaking of managers, because didn't you have a little spell at Barnet at one point as well? Um, yes, I did. Because yeah, um, that was right after that. Yeah. Okay, because yeah, I mean, where, where I went to school was near Barnet, and our Barnet were kind of the big club who took our best youth players. So not me, but. Um, was was Edgar Davids the manager at the time there? Yeah, he was like the player manager. Oh yeah. So speaking of people who knew about that level, but the, the manager at number one on the back of his shirt. Yeah, yeah, he was, a, he was a character. He was a character, <laughs> definitely. I think um, when when you was at when you was at Barnet, Robert, you um, things started to turn around around a bit, and you were you were on the verge of signing for them as a professional, but. But then the um, the side got got relegated again out of out of the football league, and that meant that that, that opportunity fell through um, again. Another another blow. It must have been so difficult for you. Like your your, your mental strength. You know, I don't know if you've worked on yeah. that specifically, or your your mental strength just must be unbelievable just to keep going and believing in yourself. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was tough when I went there. It was like um, when I went on trial to Barnet, they had this new facilities. I don't know if you've seen them, seen them built like a new training ground, a new yeah. stadium, everything. It, it oh, was like massive. Highs, like, yeah. yeah, like it was a big deal to go there on trial. I was really like excited. And after a one, one week, we played against Charlton under 23s. And after that game, um, the coach told me that they, Andy McMillan was the coach back then. He told me that he wanted to. He knows that they want to sign me as a uh, give me a pro contract, mm. and I was really excited. I told my dad and everything, and then I, I was still there for like weeks after. I was like all the way till end of the last last game they had, and then they get relegated, and I'm I'm like I didn't know what like what was going to happen. I went go to the cr- ground and. I can't remember who even told me. I, I was just out of it. They just told me, like, look, like, we can't, we can't do anything for you at the moment. And I remember walking home from the training ground to the where I was staying. I was just, I called my mom. I was crying on my phone. I was like, what the hell am I going to do now? I have no, nothing. Like, I, I have nothing going on for me now. Uh, but then my mom told me, come home. We can fix something. I'm sure you can do something about it. And then. It didn't take too long until I, uh, my dad, dad was my agent back then. He uh, he got me a deal for Yiko. Yeah, I mean, um, again, you know, not just your mental strength, but the the um, the mental strength of your family as well. It's like to sort of pick you up after after that is 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 testament to them. But as you say, a return to Finland and the familiar surroundings of. Yee Yee Core was next and you soon worked your way up um, to a place in the first team. And as a as an attacking midfielder, the next two to three years saw you produce a return of 11 goals in just over 50 first team appearances at Horio. And um, it, it must have felt so good to, to be back playing regular football in surroundings that you knew so well. I mean, um, can you explain how it felt to be back in Finland after after that little tour and those those disappointments in England? Yeah, I mean, I was excited to come back, but um, it was it, it didn't it didn't um, turn like that for me. I was still uh, still really struggling to get minutes for the first team for Yiko. I was only sitting on the bench. I didn't make my debut for the first team until end of the uh, end of summer, I think it was um, like August September. I can't really remember exactly, but I was playing uh, third division football. Villiketo, you know, the Yiko's yep. um, reserve team. I was playing for them many games. Uh, I was playing for A juniors. I couldn't get into the first team. And then uh, then the last, I think I played in the last 11 games of the of the season. I got like Vekos Liga games in back then. And then I started to feel like now I'm getting back into like playing football now. it's Now it's like fun again, you know. And uh, I start to feel important again because, yeah. uh, you know, it, it doesn't feel nice to get kicked out all the time. And now you start to, like, you're getting um, 
they're giving you trust, the team's giving you trust, they're giving you minutes and stuff. And then then we got relegated that year, we do uh with Yiko. That was like um that was quite clear quite early on of the like it, it didn't go until the last game. Like it was quite clear that we got relegated early. Uh, and then in Ukkanen, in Ukkanen I played a lot, yeah. Basoya gave me a lot of responsibility on the pitch and uh, I got a lot of men's game, men's games, uh, men football. So that was really good. Yeah, I mean, um, as you say, it took took you a while to, to break through. And uh, again, it, it must have been a little bit frustrating because um, after after we've seen how you did perform when you when you were given those those first team minutes um there was there was certainly players ahead of you that weren't really up to your standard so um it must have been a, a bit a bit tricky but your performances for Yi Yi Kaur, um saw you secure a move to back to the Vegas Liga with um with Rops Ravanyemi um I remember an episode of the Finnish football show we were we were previewing I think it was the 2016 season and um I was asking from some friends from uh who they thought the uh, the breakthrough player of the year would be, and um, every single one of them replied to me that it would be, it'd be Robert Taylor at Rops after they'd mm. watched you so much at at Yee Corde. So, um, can you can you mm. tell us how that transfer to the Arctic Circle came about, and and how you settled into um, a Rops team that was pretty much a, a Vakehouse Liga stalwart at the time? They were they were regular contenders up there at that time. Yeah. Um... First time I heard from Rops when was 2015 um, winter that they uh, they want me and they wanted to sign me, but um, then it didn't happen that winter. I still had a year left with uh, with Yiko, and then then I got the then I signed signed end of 2015, and um, yeah, I mean. Rob's career for me it was uh, it's one of the best times I've had in football. It's uh, it's um, it's a really good play for place for a young young player. Uh, you got I went there, I moved into the Rob's house, the famous Rob's house. I was living there. You know, you're surrounded by mates. You're young. You're twenty, twenty one, um, oh, and it's maybe. just football, football, football all the time. Just football and. And um, yeah, Molin and he he gave me a lot of his trust, like st- straight away, straight away. Uh, and uh, even if I had a bad bad game or two, he'd still start me and stuff. So I'm really really grateful for that. Yeah, your um, your time at Rops was was pretty good. I mean, your your form was great. You you posted a return of 19 goals in just over 50 appearances for the club, including one in the um in the Europa League, I think. But um uh, next on next on your list was a transfer to Sweden as you followed in the, the footsteps of another former Yiyi Kostar Mark and then um when you joined uh, ARK Stockholm. Were you were you pleased to get another chance away from Finland and um how did the standard of football in Allsvenskan compare compare to what you had been used to in um, those lower leagues in England and also in the Vegas Liga? Yeah, I mean, I was really excited to sign for Aiko. I think it's every every young player's dream who's playing in Finland is to get a move to go play uh, higher leagues, and that's I think that's just goes to every. Everyone, every player in any league here in Norway, all the young players want to go abroad and stuff like that. So I think that's that goes for everyone. And it, ha- it happened for me, which was um, really, really happy about that. Uh, and um, yeah, the, I remember first training, first few weeks for me was just trying to keep up, honestly, like trying to keep up with the standard of the training and the games. I didn't play for a while uh, when I signed for ICO I think it took like a month for me to get my first minute and it it, it was a big difference for me when I went from Vekos Liga to ICO and to Allsvenskan it was a big difference and uh, and uh, I didn't really perform to to impress the coach as much as um, he wanted me to um, I got one for 
I, I got my debut and after that I didn't really play for didn't really get too many minutes until the last two games and then I then I then I uh, then I played some minutes and and yeah that was my time in all Svenskan so so far yeah I think um I think it's fair to say that your chances at Oikor were were pretty limited um I think it was four all Svenskan games and then another two in in um, Svenska Kuppen but did you did you become frustrated at, at all there at Oikor or did you see the whole thing as part of your personal development as a footballer um at the start i was uh, i was okay with it not playing at the start i was just thinking in my head that i need to work hard i need to impress the coaches i need to to show them what i can do but then when it came to 2018 preseason uh and it started to look like again that i'm not going to be one of these uh, starters then it started to get really frustrating because I felt like I, I deserved to start and I felt like I at least have somewhat of a role for the for the club. But then um then then I went to Tromso to get some minutes, which was really good for me. Yeah, um that that, that was a loan uh, initially, wasn't it? I mean, but just um just before we uh, we move on to Tromso where you're just stepping back a bit, your your move to Sweden came around the same time that um, I believe you made your your debut for the Finland A national team um, after appearances for hockey at, at several youth levels. Um, was international football with Finland always a dream of yours, or or was there is there that half that pulls towards England, or um, how how do you consider your 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 mixed your mixed half English heritage? Uh, when it comes to football, it's always been Finland. It's always been Finland national team over England. It's never even been in... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I have to be realistic when I'm sitting on the bench for Lincoln Morelands. I'm not going to get into the England national team anytime soon. So, <laughs> I mean, that, that wasn't going to happen. And, I mean, uh, to play for Finland's always been a, like a dream. When you When you grow up in Finland and you watch the games on TV... You see Littmann and play Hoopy and all these um, big names playing for Finland. It's like uh, it's like it would be amazing to play for them one day. Mm. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I mentioned there, you know, a little bit that, that you know, with your dad being English, there there is that half and half side to you. But your dad's pretty much you said yourself he'd been in Finland so long that he he wanted to go back to England just for a year just to have a little bit of a respite. But he he's pretty much finished himself nowadays. I mean, um, I saw the the video that you sent out on Instagram a few weeks ago. He's um he's coaching in FC Blackbird, I think, up there in Keskisormen. Yeah. He was pretty um pretty. Sift off with one of the officials in um, in the game, and he's so he's um, at least his language is uh, his language is pretty good in Finnish, from what I heard from there anyway. <laughs> Yeah, he, he knows their most important words at the least. That, that's it. And to be fair, after I watched that video, he had a point. You know that um, I think that I think it was the lines when he was having a go at. He, um, yeah, he needs. Uh, yeah, he needs to have another look the, at it. The offside call is uh, one of the craziest calls I've seen. Yeah, but it was. It, um, it's funny. Yeah, it, it's it, really funny. It was pretty funny. So, um, how um, how is how is your dad getting on there? FC Blackbird is he enjoying his, enjoying himself up there. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, he's like the head of youth for them, and uh, he is. He's involved with everything that goes around with Blackbird. He's uh, uh, he's training with them. He's playing in in, um, in the training games with them, and just uh, just all, all all the time involved with them. I think he's really enjoying it. Cool. Can't leave it alone. I eh? can't leave it alone. But no, um, no. as you said, um, you went to Tromso initially on loan um, around 2018. Um, there was a bit of a, a mini Finnish revolution going on um, at that time <laughs> in Tromso. Um, fellow Finn Simo Valakari was there, and um, did the did the fact that Simo was the manager and and his son Onni was there being at the club did it did it make it easier for you to join? I mean, Onni wasn't there when I joined them. Only joined that summer. I joined like in like really start of the season. Um, yeah, I mean, 
Seymour really seemed interested in wanting me to get there and uh, I was playing right wing back at the time and it felt like Tromso needed a right wing back and of course as a player it didn't I mean to I didn't look at it as a oh he's finished he's a finished coach I'll go there because of that it was like more like he wants me there because it it really felt like good that a coach really wanted me to go there and then I go there I sign uh, that loan deal and after two trainings he's already starting me to play in the Elektasaria which was like a really good good feeling that I'm straight away getting into the team and know like um, feel feel important again kind of for the team sure. mm. yeah I mean um, it was it was a pretty decent first season that the Tromsø club um, achieved their goal of, of staying in the top division but um yeah, a year later, the club was unfortunately relegated and, and you made the move to to Brunn. Um, obviously, no player enjoys being being relegated, but can you explain how you felt about your own game at this time? You, I mean, you'd, you'd chipped in with four goals from 27 appearances. And um, can you also tell us how, how you feel you'd settled in there in, in Norway? Was it coming from Finland? Was it, was it an easy transition to make? Um. I think I settled in quite well with Tromso. Uh, it's a small place. Uh, Tromso is a small place. The players took me in well, and it wasn't that. That was never an issue. Uh, the year we got relegated, obviously, it's a really tough year for everyone. Really tough year, and I felt like I didn't give everything I could have. Obviously, four goals, not not great. It's not great. Um, with the minutes I had and just uh, just basically well I mean once we got relegated it just it, it, it was like a funeral in the stadium it was a horrible feeling horrible feeling and um, yeah that's 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 why that's kind of the feeling that I, I was left after that um, spell and trauma I mean you hear stories you know about we watch um watch football here in England and when teams get relegated from the Premier League, there's guys in the stands in tears and stuff and they talk about, you know, oh, will will the tea lady keep her job, etc. But, you know, for for teams in, in the smaller leagues up there in Scandinavia and, and, and countries like that, I mean, relegation from the top division must just be so hard hitting. I mean, some of these, we know from our own experiences in Finland, some of these clubs are Oh, you know they they're working on really small budgets, so it must be um, massive, massive thing for for that to happen. But you um, you went to Brann after that, as we said, and your first season in in Brann saw you feature in every league game, and and the club finished. Uh, you, sorry, you finished third on the club's top scorer list with with six goals. Um, your performances with Brann helped you force your way into the international setup more regularly, and and having been part of at squad since way back in in 2017 um, and you've made some appearances in friendlies and and also the memorable Nations League campaign of 2018 you were you were now becoming a more regular selection earning more and more minutes in the national shirt I mean you must have been happy to cement your place as a as a regular selection in in Rives squads there after having a, a taster of international football previously how how was that getting that phone call more regularly to say yeah yeah join up with the uh, the Finland team yeah, it was fantastic. Um, like you said, I've been I've been around with the Finland national team for now for four years. I feel like yeah, I think it's like four years. Just been been in in and out. Um, not really playing a lot. Got some games here and there, but now it felt really good since um, actually like starting important games and that's a really good feeling as a player especially for the when you're playing for your country because those games are the most important important games at that moment of your career and it feels really really good to be part of that uh yeah and that that was fantastic i have to say i mean you um you said about getting more minutes there and i think i'm right in saying in your first competitive 90 minutes in the the nation's league uh, B game away to Ireland. You provided the assist for for Frederick Jensen's goal on on 63 minutes that turned out to be the winner. I mean, that must have been 
that must have been some feeling. Can you can you attempt to describe how you felt when you saw Freddie convert your 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 clever pullback to score? I mean, I think Frederick had only been on the pitch for twenty five seconds, and um, yeah. yeah, he he kind of latched onto your your pullback. And uh, what how was that seeing that goal go in from your assist? Oh, it was a great feeling. Great feeling. The whole game, I was just enjoying it so much. I didn't think I was going to start that game at all. I was uh, sitting on the bench against Wales before and I felt like, oh, this is going to be another another one of those um, national team trips for me where I'm just kind of part of it, just sitting on the sidelines and watching the game. And then whatever tells me I'm starting, I'm like shocked. I couldn't believe it. And uh, And I went into the game thinking like, all the times before I've started games, I've kind of been like a little bit nervous and maybe not got everything out of myself. But this game, I thought like, I'll get to go yeah. out and enjoy Here it. That go. was my, my, my main thing. Like, just go out and enjoy it. What happens, happens, you know. And uh, it worked. It worked. Yeah. I, mean, I, play, I played well that game and I got that assist, which was, was a good feeling. And to win the game was, was fantastic. Yeah, I think um, the Nations League has been, been pretty good for Finland. We've spoke about it on the Finnish football show quite quite a bit. But, um, yeah, to get those competitive games where there's um, there's obviously something to something to play for rather than just some friendly somewhere, it seems to be doing the uh, the Finland team really, really well. I mean, um, speaking of friendlies, after that Ireland game, there, were, there was a difficult friendly against Poland, but the, um, the next competitive game we played saw you go one better as you scored your first goal for Finland. Um, it was one of the weirdest seasons with this COVID that the whole world's been going through, but thankfully there were fans in the Olympic Stadium to, um, to see it as Tamil Pukki miss hit a shot and... Um, you were alive in the box to and managed to lift the ball over over the diving Bulgarian keeper. Um, you just you seem to be surrounded by Bulgarian defenders, but your your awareness caught them all out, and you celebrated there with with open arms and screamed screamed to the sky as you wheeled away for for us who can only dream of a moment like that. Please, Robert, tell us how how it felt to score for your country in the Olympic Stadium in front of those Finland fans. Ah, uh, yeah. Um... It was, it was, it was great. It, it was like it was unbelievable. I mean, soon as soon as they kind of missed the ball and it came to me, my instinct was like, now, now I have to do it. Now I have to do it. And yeah, I got my foot in, foot in, and the celebration was like it was just like a relief because I haven't scored for Finland ever, and it was like so much fun, like a little bit of weight on my. I've had like kind of that. I want to score for Finland on me. And I, I think that was like my 14, I can't remember how many games, maybe 14 or 13 games without scoring. And it was just like, a, oof, like everything. Yeah. Kind of like that weight off my shoulder and that celebration was like finally kind of, kind of celebration. No, it was super cool to watch. And to be honest with you, um, Kudos to you for being alert in the box because Tamil doesn't miss that many of them. So um, for you to be uh, <laughs> for you to be alert enough to see that he'd um, he'd miss it and to latch onto that was something else. I think <laughs> it was it was a proper shank. Yeah. It was a proper shank as well. So it was like spinning and bouncing <laughs> and bobbling all over the place. It could it could have gone anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. It was. You said you said before that you were surprised when Rivo told you you were playing. He must be like the exact opposite of like. Malinen or or Valakari, like are, are they? Is he like a completely different style? What's he like as a coach, River, and and how does he compare to like Malinen and yeah and Valakari? Oh, it's it's really difficult to compare uh, coaches with um, who's coaching the national team and the club club level because you're you're seeing them every day when you, you I'm with Malinen and you see. I was with Balakari for two years. It's it's really difficult to compare them to River since I see River five, three, four times a year, you know. And uh, it would be really interesting to see uh, River as a as a coach uh, on a, like coaching a club. But for the national team, he's doing a he's doing a brilliant job. He's doing got us the Euros. We we uh, won the 
Nations League, the was it the C group, and then we got second place in B group. He's doing he's doing a fantastic job with the with Finland, considering how how um, previous managers have done and uh, and yeah, I mean we have great players. We have individually we have fantastic players playing for Finland, but I think Rivers how River gets the best out of everyone to play as a team is something uh, not many managers can do I don't think he gets uh, he gets the best out of everyone each game nearly enough obviously people have bad games here and there but uh, the way the way you everyone just plays for the for the shirt is just fantastic to see no he's um yeah he's certainly He's certainly doing us proud, and um, yeah, if uh, if you think it's interesting that to see if it would see him in a in managing a club, um, we're quite happy with him where he is. Quite. <laughs> 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 so yeah, we hope he continues for a bit longer. I mean, um, yeah, after that, after that Bulgaria game, there was uh, another ninety minutes for Finland for you. Um, came in the next game when when we went on to do the double over Ireland, and you've been. Uh, You've been a regular feature in the team and the squad ever since. Um, but taking a step back a bit, you were you were in the Hukayat squad already for half of the Euro 2020 qualification games, making um, a substitute appearance in the uh, Armenia away fixture early in the campaign. And then by the time we got to the to the business end of the campaign, you were back in the squad and um, and you was an un- unused sub in the uh, in the now famous victory over Liechtenstein that secured our place at our first ever major tournament for the men's team um can you describe robert your own personal feelings of being part of the squad that made history on that night and and what do you remember from the evening itself and the uh, the events that unfolded yeah um so i i wasn't in the squad for the i was i was called up for the first two two trips to go for the euro the qualifications and then I was dropped for the next two, and then rested. I remember we the, say we say rested, <laughs> rested. Yeah, I was rested, <laughs> rested, rested for the uh, next two, and then um, I was just watching a movie at home, and uh, I think Sauli Weisanen, Sauli Weisanen, and Yasser Duomen, and they both texted me. They both texted me like, "Oh, are you in the squad? Are you in the squad?" I'm like. I, why would I? I don't know. I haven't got a call up or anything. I'm. I, I'm just not even. Didn't even cross my mind that I would be in the squad. And like, why? And like, oh, look, I think Lassie might be injured. Lassie, look, there's something wrong with Lassie. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I still kind of like, okay, like, fine. Put my phone away. Continue watching the movie, and then, then Rivet just texts me <laughs> about twenty minutes later. He texts me, "Hey, Rob, you're in the squad." <laughs> and I swear, my my laptop nearly I nearly threw my laptop onto the wall. Yeah. I was just running around screaming like I've scored a winner for, in the Champions League final. I was I was so happy. I was because I knew I knew this trip's most like it can be really special. That was in my head that this trip can be the best, like the biggest night in Finnish football yeah. history. That was in my head. Oh my god, I can be involved in that. I can be involved in that. That's just, I was so emotional, so happy. And then, then the match day comes against Liechtenstein, and uh, it was a little bit strange, like the because it was a late game. It was a late game, and the daytime. You know, we, we don't do much uh, special on a match day. You don't do much uh, stuff, but. Uh, with the players, you just stay in your hotel room yeah. uh, for for hours. You stay there. Maybe you go for a walk, but you stay there. You go eat. You go back to your little room. You go eat and you go back, and then it's like then it's the meet, meeting before the game. You go to the game, and yeah, I mean, I I told Yasser. Yasser was my roommate then. I told Yasser, like, I was saying, like, bro, do you think? Maybe you could score your first goal today. Like, do you think you could do that for me? And I was like, yeah, I'll try. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I can't remember. Twenty minutes later, he goes and scores. And yeah. It was yeah that that the whole game was just like uh, it was amazing. Like 
when the final whistle whistle blew, it was just incredible, incredible feeling. Yeah, it was a um, it was a pretty phenomenal night. It was um, it was an amazing, amazing, amazing feeling. So um, yeah, thanks to all you guys for for giving us that. It was um, every single one of you squad members and staff members. It was um, it was fantastic. We just um, every everybody every hockey out squad member who comes on, we just have to speak to him quickly about about one thing from that night and until until we get the man on himself we're going to keep doing it so um with there's a there's a picture there's a picture going around of as the as the final whistle goes and the crowd with their excitement run onto the pitch there's um there's a photograph or or a video of Juha Pirinen with his hands like this saying please guys no stay back what what's 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 going on with that rob <laughs> I ripped him for it for a Did long you? time as well. Yeah, I ripped we got him a game on here. It. Oh my god, it was so funny when I saw it on the video. I couldn't believe it. But it's like, first he does the stupid celebration when we score, and he runs like like this the whole length of the pitch. But then, then the game instead of like celebrating with others, he he decides to try and like control the crowd there like yeah. this. Hold back thousands uh, been, of extinct fins who've been waiting. Yeah, what is it like? And then it's funny in the video, you can see he's like, no, no, no. And then he goes, hey. Yeah. <laughs> and the next one, he's cuddling someone. Yeah. Oh, his yeah colleague. I, 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 that, that's a, it's a really funny clip. And I've, 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 I've made sure he doesn't forget it. Good, good. That's good. Yeah, we got to get him on and um, see if he's got any, any defense for it himself. But, um, <laughs> But yeah, um, as you would say, that was that was that secured our qualification for Euro 2020, and it was what a party! It was so good. Um, I mean, us at the Finnish football show, and and many of my friends in Uvascular, we we waited with bated breath as the the Hukiat squad for the finals was announced. Um, but there was never any doubt in our minds, really, that you would be included. I mean, how confident um, were you yourself that you would you would get that call? I mean, um, us fans, we we knew that. Uh, a, a player like you, you know, skillful, attacking, attack-minded. We we were sure that you were going, but how confident were you that you would you would get the call to go to the final tournament? Um, I was more confident than I like. Obviously, would have wouldn't have been if I didn't play these Nations League games and played against Switzerland in the friendly. If I didn't play these games, then I would have probably just forgotten about it. I, I would have just said like there's no no hope at all to get in but since I played those games I was I was excited like kind of like thinking now I've got a good chance to get in but it was never never in my mind that I'm, I'm in I'm not that kind I'm still not that kind of a player who's uh, playing for Finland national team who can just know before the trip comes that I'm in uh, there's no chance uh, and yeah that was just I remember a lot. Me and Only spoke about this a lot. Like after this um, Switzerland game, until the call up, we I think we spoke about it nearly enough every day. We were texting each other like, "Oh, what if and what if not and who's in and who's that?" Like it was, it was really, uh, it was quite kind of ner- nerve wracking. Yeah, it was a long way to be honest. It was a long yeah. way. I'm not gonna lie. I did lose sleep over some nights going to sleep and just thinking about it, just like thinking about if I'm in, thinking about if not in, and it, I, I've lost lost sleep over it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, we were losing sleep over the squad announcement ourselves. So if, uh, <laughs> if, you're, if you're sort of one of the ones who's going to be in or out, I dread to think what it was like. But um, but yeah, ultimately you made it. And um, as we know, we, we went to the Euros. So now the dust has settled, um, pretty much after what was our first major tournament for the men's team. I think the main emotion for us as Finland fans looking back is is one of pride, really. The um especially the way in which you guys conducted yourselves in the in the wake of the Christian Eriksen incident in our opening game. I mean we spoke at um at some length recently with with Yoni Kalko about the feelings of the squad during that awful incident. Um but just quickly, can you try and explain your own emotions? Firstly, at walking out into the park and stadium for for that game, and then secondly, when you when you realised what was happening to Christian Eriksen just before half time. Then, uh, yeah, that that night was something else. It was, oh, 
was a strange, strange. Uh, I think it's the strangest, strangest evening I've ever had in my whole life. Like, um, first we go out to warm up, and the fact that the fans are back, it was like, whoa! Like that was the biggest, like, wow! It's amazing to have the fans back. You go out, warm up. There's the Finland fans next to us they're cheering and then the rest of the stadium are booing us <laughs> obviously it's not nice to get booed but it's kind of good feeling because there's a lot of people and you know that it's going to be a big game and stuff uh and we were warming up and then game comes and then that happens with um ericsson and whoa it was just that was some like i was sitting on the bench and i'd seen for uh and we were just wondering like what it could be. We, we were thinking like, surely it's going to get back up. Maybe it's something like maybe it got hit in the head. I didn't really see exactly what I just saw him for. But then I start seeing him get um, CPR. Uh, CPR, right? Yeah. 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 Starts getting CPR. And then it's like, then my heart drops and everyone on the bench and obviously on the pitch who saw that happen. It's just like, you get your hand on your hand it's like oh shit. um that lasted for too long to like to, it was just so long and then we went into the changing room and for like it lasted like an hour i think or something like that i can't really remember we didn't none of us said a word to each other like everyone's just dead quiet in the changing room you just stare some of us were on the phone trying to look for news trying to see if there's anything go on twitter if some some updates anything just trying to like follow it through but yeah it was just dead quiet and then we got the obviously the information that we uh, we're gonna carry on with the game as soon as we hear something positive from uh, that he's stable in the hospital then we can carry on with the game because uh, denmark wanted to finish the game there and we obviously we respect denmark and we will do exactly what they want to do it's not our emotions are not the they're 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 not the private they're the, they're not the number one thing that we should be thinking about. But yeah. So then we carried on with the game and, and then we win the game and it was it was like uh I think it was like one of the players came up to me like like is it okay to celebrate? Can we like go can we go crazy now? And I was think I was just thinking that. To be honest, man, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But then, then we then we celebrate with the fans. Of course, they deserve to celebrate with the fans. But uh, we celebrated the win with the fans. But once we're in a change room, it was quite calm. It was really calm. We didn't really. It didn't go over the top at all. Not at all. We go back to the hotel, have dinner. It's just everyone's just thinking about Ericsson, not at all about the game. Nothing about the game. So yeah, that celebration was quite quick, and yeah. and yeah, it's it's obviously because of that what happened. Yeah, I mean Mark um, Mark Hayton, our, our our man there, he, he was in the stadium and um, and just echoes exactly what you said. I mean, we all sort of myself and Rich there, we were based in a pub in London watching the game, and same as you guys, the, exactly those questions there was. Are we allowed to be happy about this this goal, this victory, this amazing penalty save? Are are we allowed to celebrate? But um, but yeah, I mean, as you say, the the travelling fans did uh, did appreciate you guys coming over and and you know giving your your thanks for their support. So um, I think you'll echo that, won't you, Mark? Yeah, yeah, and I mean the Danish fans were also awesome. Like after the game, I think there was no, you know, there was obviously yeah, there was the booing at the start when the teams <laughs> came out, but then after the after the incident and everything after that was cool. Like we were just we all the fans were in the same bars together, hanging out together and just kind of going through it. So yeah, I mean ultimately on that on that strangest of days, we came away from our first ever game with a vic- a victory and that amazing penalty save from Luke, but. But as we move on, we come to the Russia game and I think everyone now sees that as a missed opportunity. As the game went on, we seemed to become more and more frustrated as a team. Um, did you personally, Robert, think that 
think that you could enter the field to affect the game positively for Finland as you as you watch the game unfold? I know that many of us that were watching were were waiting for you to come on and try and unlock something that we've seen you do before with your with your skill and attacking play. Did you were you sitting there on the bench thinking I can I can I can get on and do this? Yeah, I mean, I think a couple of players, many players, obviously feel feel like that they should be playing and they should be on uh, if the team's not doing so well. Uh, but yeah, I felt like, um, of course, I feel like I could have given something for the yeah. team in the Euros. I could have maybe helped, especially against Russia. I think that Russia game was the one that I could have probably changed in some ways, hopefully. Um, like 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 uh, like many others feel like that they could have changed the game. But yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, th- there's one photo doing the rounds, and I think it was after Tamer had been taken off, and there's sort of half the players had been taken off for sitting there looking a bit frustrated, and and half had wanted to come on. I think Marcus Force was still there as well. Um, after winning the Denmark game, was the attitude going into the Russia game different? Obviously, a lot of people didn't expect Finland to beat Denmark, and, and the circumstances were different and, and everything. But mm. um, was the was there a change in the outlook of the team or the coach going into that Russia game that that made things a little bit more conservative? Um, no, not I don't. I don't really remember if there was any of that, but I remember that everyone went to the game thinking I went to the game, even though I don't think I, I wasn't even on the bench that game. But I went on. I went with the team and obviously I went with the team and everyone in the in the change room was feeling like now we've got a chance. Now now we got like some like this has given given us a chance now to go through. If we just get a point, even a point can be enough. Let's just we will I think let's just do it. Let's just get it done. And then we were extremely disappointed after the game because we feel, felt like there was so much more that Finland could have done or gave us fans like we could have probably been more positive with the ball and just overall the game could have been better from us. Yeah, um, it, it panned out. You know, the Russians were quite quite clever. I think, um, especially in that second half, they didn't. They didn't. You know, they seemed to go down quite easily. But um, but that that's that's what happened there. Going into our third game, there was still hope that we could qualify for the next stage. But obviously, getting a result against a team like Belgium was always going to be a tall order. Um, we played some great stuff and kept them at bay for much of the game. But a cruel own goal from Luke was really our um, our undoing. Uh, despite the fact that we didn't manage to go to the second phase, can you express how it felt for you personally to be at the tournament, Robert? And and how do you see the future of of Finnish football now that that first hurdle has been cleared? Yeah, I, from the Euros, I have uh, mixed feelings. Obviously, uh, I'm honoured to be in the squad. I'm honoured to be part of it. I've seen everything that goes with the team. In inside and outside the pitch, um, but obviously I still, still like I was really disappointed not to get a minute, minute on the pitch. Um, that would have been that would have been incredible uh, to play in the Euros. But um, but I think over time, the more more time goes by and more more my career just hopefully my years still go on, go on with football. I can. St- most likely I can look back at Euros thinking that it was an amazing experience. At the moment, I'm thinking like, I wish I played. That's that's the main thing that's on my mind at the moment. It's like, I wish I've played at least a minute. But I I reckon over time, I'm going to look back at it like that's an amazing experience. Yeah, especially after you get a load of minutes at the World Cup coming up. that will uh, You won't worry about that so much anymore. Yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, getting back to uh, to club football, Robert. Your your own personal performances for for SK Brand this season have um, they certainly don't warrant the club's current elite here in position. Um, again, you've been contributing with goals and assists, and your penalty to win the match against Sandefjord on on Sunday was a was an absolute thing of beauty. I mean, um, you paid <laughs> tribute to 
Chelsea star Jorginho for the inspiration. But um, I've got to be honest with you, mate. It looked it looked much better seeing a Finn score a goal like that. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I was a bit nervous taking that penalty. I have to be honest. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I sent you a message saying, um, "Have you practiced that or what?" And uh, the reply from you came back saying, "Yeah, once or twice, but um, but still, to um, in in that pressurized moment, to um, that little skip and jump and uh, and to slot it away, it, it must be so much pressure, mate. I don't know." Yeah, I mean, with everything's going on around the club at the moment, with the scandal and stuff like that going on. With the fans, they're on our back. They were on our back at the start of the game, and just the situation we're in. Like when you look at the table, it was just a must-win game. And then, I mean, yeah, yeah, you, you, you could sorry, you could see what the win meant to all of you and and your your brand teammates. I mean, um, do you as a team do you collectively maintain the belief that you can go out in the second half of the season and put in the performances to pull you clear of where you are at the moment? I mean, we have to. We have to believe it. If we don't believe, then we can just forget about the season. We have to. We have to. We have a game tomorrow away at Stromskutter. Um It's going to be a really tough game. Uh, the the thing is, what would probably boost our confidence a lot to is to get results in a row, get a win, and hopefully another win or a draw. Now, then that would that would do a lot for us. I think. Um, but just to go and win one game and lose the next one and maybe get a draw next one and lose that it, it doesn't do a lot you know yeah i mean uh, the um it seems from from watching from here it seems to me there's there's been quite a few of late goals going against you guys that have cost you in matches i mean um it just seems yeah just get into that get into that final whistle but hopefully you guys can uh, can sort that out and, and and get yourselves get yourselves where you need to be. But um yeah we were we were speaking with the the other guys on the finished football show just you mentioned that scandal. We were just um speaking about that before. I mean that even made the newspaper here in England. Um well I yeah. say the newspaper it was in the sun but um but oh, yeah, yeah don't, was, don't, don't buy the sun. Don't buy the sun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't but, buy the sun. Um, but yeah I mean um obviously you know we don't want to don't want to go too deeply into that but um but yeah what's uh what's happened happened and um i guess you, you guys have just got to put you put it right on the pitch and 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 get yourselves away from from where you are at the moment but yeah i mean you personally you'll be back with the hooker yacht squad soon enough we've got some world cup qualifiers coming up and an interesting friendly match with with our old mates wales um we started the world cup campaign quite okay i have to say with two draws from two games but I'm sure you guys will be looking to pick up some more points in the forthcoming games. Um, we're pretty much guaranteed a win against France as we beat them last time out. So um, <laughs> that shouldn't be any problem. And um, I mean, how how confident are you guys that you can make it to the, to the World Cup from this group? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a really tough, tough group. Everyone knows that. But uh, I, I think we are really confident at the moment. Um, it was. It, it's going to be to get into the World Cup. is going to be tough. Whoever you're in the, with uh, in the group with, but uh, yeah, I, I I think we're we are really com- um, confident and uh, and we'll just go with one game at a time. You can't really start thinking too much ahead. Too much ahead. You just have to focus on the games that's coming now and uh, hopefully get a win. Yeah, I mean we. Um... We'll be doing our own preview of those games, and um, and as I said just there, we're you know we're we're all salivating at the thought of another win over world champions France. So, um, so yeah, looking forward to that one. <laughs> but um, well, we you know we certainly hope to see you feature and get some minutes over the course of these games, Robert. And um, and obviously, we really do wish you the best of luck with um, with Sport Club and Brun and uh, for the rest of the season. It's clear from for to see it's clear for all to see how hard you work and that you give hundred percent every time you enter the pitch. I mean, um, yeah, the look on your face when you score and you can see you can just see it. It's written all over you how hard you work, mate. So we really do wish you the best. Um, you guys, you yourself, um, the way that you've that your career's taken 
a few tum tumbles and turns. You're, you're an inspiration to anybody who wants to make it in this game and, and for young Finnish players who, who, you know, leave their home and go abroad. Honestly, mate, you're, you're an inspiration to them all. So, um, yeah, I know everybody in your vascular is proud of you and proud to call you one of our own. Yeah, yeah, cool. And um, and us at the Finnish football show as well. Like we we just love watching you play, mate. So um, thanks mm. for spending some time Thank with you. us appreciate today. It. We, we we really appreciate your time. Okay, so that was Robert Taylor. Um, if you wanna if you wanna listen to any of our previous interviews, we've interviewed people such as Akiri Hilati, uh, other legends, Erra Markanen, Lukas Radetzky. Yoni Kalko, all of those episodes, as well as our own regular Finnish football show episodes, are live on our YouTube channel and in our archive on the website and Podbean, wherever you get your, your podcasts. We'll be back with another show soon. But in the meantime, you can follow all of us on Twitter. I'm at Kekemuluri. Rich, where are you? Matt escaped to Swami. Um, producer Mark is at Explore Finland. And Mark Hayton is at FC Suomi. You can also follow us on Facebook. Just search for The Finnish Football Show. And Instagram. Just search for The Finnish Football Show. And you'll get all your news and reviews coming in there. So thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you soon. Moi moi.